they can decide what to synthesize, they can decide what tests they want to run. And importantly, they get highly reproducible data sets very, very rapidly and at low cost. And it, it's really along the theme of thinking about turning life science into an information science. Mark, I'm excited to be able to chat today. To begin, can you very briefly, five seconds, share what is Strateus? Stratos is an incredibly exciting cloud laboratory platform that is going to change the face of life science discovery with the ability to leverage multiple automation modules and democratize science to allow broad-scale access for new discoveries. Democratize uh, scientific discoveries through this automated discovery concept. Can we break this down? How did even this concept begin, and how has it now evolved over the years? When did when did it start? The founders of the company in 2012 came up with the concept of the cloud lab, with the view being that the modalities that people were using for life science discovery of traditional what are known as wet labs, were vastly inadequate and didn't provide a good solution set for advancing discovery. In addition, it was then a requirement where a lot of folks had to buy equipment, find a suitable building, facilitate that building, hire the right staff. And with the ability to create a cloud lab, it makes it much easier for people to get their work done without having all those restrictions and lack of access to the proper tooling. This concept of a cloud lab, can you give me a good use case of one of your clients using it? How does it work? Yeah, that's a great question. That's a situation where there's a wide range of uses everywhere from Amgen all the way down to academics and to incubator company types. And that, that's a condition where one can access our automation platform over the web, have the ability to synthesize chemistry automatically, which currently is done 99.9% .9 manually, have those compounds that are synthesized run through basic biological testing, all in one facility that is directed by the user such that they can decide what to synthesize, they can decide what tests they want to run, and importantly, they get highly reproducible data sets very, very rapidly and at low cost. And it, it's really along the theme of thinking about turning life science into an information science and duplicate the kinds of workflows that are common in all other industries, but are not yet there in the life science world where a lot of the work is 1850 artisan style of operation that needs to be brought up to today's standards. So we offer that capability and, and as a drug consequence, we think we can cut drug discovery time in half. We think that elements around biology where engineering biology can have a major impact on generation of new materials. So they'll have a huge impact on carbon footprint can be accelerated 
Um, and so we're, we're super excited about bringing this platform to broad scale use. So there's, it sounds like I see two big wins here. One is the ability to start a new uh, discovery process without needing a lab, needing to do anything. You just like, I'm going to spin it up like you're spinning up a AWS server, just like you're spinning up a new server, as well as repeatability to make sure as someone's going around with a pipette and, and dabbing and things doing, there's a lot of potential for errors. So this reduces that to hopefully it's a, a point percentage um, versus a uh, person. Am I getting those two main wins correct? You, 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 you nailed it. What I like to talk about is the fact that we have the opportunity to become the Amazon Web Services for Life Sciences, period. And what we're essentially doing is reimagining a lab as a data center. And it's no different than a condition of setting up a separate server farm in a different geography in order to expand utilization. And that ties back to then uh, data streams and collection of data that are highly reproducible, which is shockingly not there today. And to be in a situation then where, because you've got these controlled data sets, you can now feed them into machine learning and artificial intelligence modeling programs and get a whole other order of magnitude of leverage off those data sets. So this is a um, dramatic change from what, what people are doing today. Are you providing that machine learning within your platform as well, just built into that? Or is it something they can extrapolate and do it then on their own? Uh, folks can either do it on their own uh, or uh, we are in synthetic biology, for example, doing a project with DARPA where there's machine learning algorithms that are created for the creation of new biosensors uh, that require gene editing of bacteria that are pushed onto our platform. We perform those operations, push the data back into the machine learning models, and it's a continuous cycle of improvement in understanding for the capability of creating these new types of sensor tools. So uh, that can be applied also in the drug discovery side in the context that right now we're starting to work with companies who have designed drugs on a computer and they need a validation platform to understand do their models work. And as a consequence, uh, we'll be able to do the same kind of cycle of continuous improvement around those models to accelerate discovery there. These uh, automated lab environments, uh, there's two forms. You run your own labs that someone can access if they don't have their own, but you also uh, can set up a lab within another company to use your type of automated system. Is that correct? That's correct. And um, that's a situation where there's even another version in the context that folks like uh, Ginkgo Bioworks in the synthetic biology world and uh, Eli Lilly uh, both engaged with Astradios to deploy our software across their existing facilities. So as a consequence, we are able to offer a broad range of capacity and capability depending on what people need for their utilization. Our you, obviously, the software platform was one of the main elements then. Do you, are you offer also creating and, and deploying the hardware capacity as well as far as the robotic elements? Yes, and that's one where we've got deep automation expertise. Uh, the person who heads up our San Diego operation you know, just at Novartis alone has 20 years of automation of biology. 
the, the company uh, founders started off with automation of biology. Uh, we allied with Eli Lilly to leverage 10 years of their experimentation of automation of chemistry, which is a unique workflow. And then in conjunction with Lilly, have automated both chemistry and biology together to make a complete design, make, test, analyze cycle of extreme rapidity and high reproducibility. It, it's actually quite shocking how poor reproducibility data points are in life sciences. Uh, Bayer did a study on 67 programs that they had kicked off based on promising data from academia. They could only replicate a quarter of the data sets that had been provided to them in the course of doing that, just a quarter. And then um, there was another major study done by Amgen where they looked at 53 landmark cancer papers, landmark breakthrough. They can only replicate data for six out of the 53. So wow. that, that's indicative of the phenomenon of different recipes, different uh, people doing manual operations, um, and a long list of activities that have been totally avoided in almost every other industry. So uh, we, we think we're on the right path there. The, the bar is, is, is set pretty low, so you're, and you're just like shooting it up to a whole new, new level. Can you help me understand the, the, the best person that is implementing these, these systems in the, in the different companies? What's their title? What's their role? Uh, that's a great question. Uh, often they're cross-functional areas, and that ranges the gamut uh, from people who are more involved in, say, high-throughput screening operations that are looking to use our platform for rapidity and lower cost than what might be done internally. Um, for It would involve folks in what's known as the admin area, where you're looking at, um, in effect, toxicology and other distribution of compound through uh, to get to the patient, if you will. Um, and so there's a variety of folks at the types of institutions that have interest in the platform, both from utilization over the web, as well as for potential adoption in their own labs, uh, as well as for replacing contract research organizations and the fairly manual efforts that occur within those CROs. I heard you correctly, you could potentially replace a whole industry? Well, I, I think we're in a situation where just in drug discovery alone, this is gathering a ton of interest because everyone inherently has learned from other industries. You need to automate, you need to industrialize, you need flexible automation, you need reproducibility, and you wanna leverage on AI modeling. And, and that's exactly what we're doing. So, so the conceptual underpinnings are fairly straightforward. And this is a situation where, where by and large, how people are gonna do this going forward. I, you know, there's, there's, there'd be no particular reason uh, with, with obviously some exceptions in larger organizations. Why would you set up your own lab uh, to do these things? There, there's no particular need. If you look back uh, not that long ago, companies had their own uh, server rooms, large IT staff, and that's all gone, right? That's all on Amazon Web Services and distributed server farms all around the world. So, you know, that's that's the parallel model here. Uh, 
life sciences now gone cloud <laughs> where anybody yeah. can access yeah. and, 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 and do it. So tell me more about then the business model. Is this something that people pay for as like a, a yearly contract if they want to use one of your labs? Is it based on the per project base? How does it work? Yeah, it's, it's more on a per utilization basis. So as people are looking at synthesizing chemistry and running a variety of tasks, it's how, often, how much they use the platform is on the services side. Um, if there's a software deployment in their lab, it's on a subscription basis, um, uh, if you will. And then we have a, a little different variation for those who want us to build and set up the automation for them in addition to the software deployment. What can you share about your roadmap next year or so, where you guys are headed, what are you excited about, and long-term? Yeah, well, first of all, uh, we're incredibly excited about the fact that uh, we've got five automation modules up and running in Menlo Park, and we have now uh, uh, 10 automation modules set up and running in San Diego. Uh, our chemistry modules are coming online, and we have a number of those online already. Um, and we expect the balance of the chemistry modules to be up and running by first quarter. Uh, so inherently, we're, we're building out that platform that involves uh, a ton of software in terms of communication directly to the instrumentation, the automation module, and extremely sophisticated scheduling across the whole platform. So we can run many, many projects simultaneously uh, to keep that lab humming. And so uh, on top of that is the communication over the cloud and along with proper information security to be able to uh, manage those workflows. So that, that's our near-term focus. The, the future ability is to replicate these data centers, if you will. And there are already a number of people that, that have, are speaking with us about doing that and adding additional technical capabilities to the biology workflows, uh, which, we, which we fully intend to do. So um, then it's a question of just building everything out and expansion. Where can people go to learn more and what's a good first step for them to take? If they go to, to uh, strainus.com, there's a wealth of information there. There's also great YouTube videos, including the seeker video that ties in our artificial intelligence activities. And uh, there are blog posts uh, at Stratios where you can get further sense of customer utilization and the extreme benefits of the platform, whether somebody's from a large pharma or whether they're an academic or from an incubator company. Uh, so we're, we're excited to be able to share data and information about our capabilities um, because of I, what I see as the opportunity for really advancing science and really advancing therapeutics. I think the, the model of you know, $2.5 billion in 15 years to get a drug to market is broken. Uh, nobody can pay for that, and uh, platforms such as ours can have a big improvement on those opportunities. So uh, we look forward to spreading the word about our capabilities. That concludes the audio version of this episode. To see the original and more, visit our Uptech Report YouTube channel. If you know a tech company we should interview, you can nominate them at uptechreport.com. Or if you just prefer to listen, make sure you're subscribed to this series on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app.